Hello, this is Anne, the Multimedia Director of Kearney First United Methodist Church, and you're listening to our Sunday Morning Sermon Podcast. We hope you will be encouraged and uplifted as you listen to this sermon. Thank you for turning in. The scripture reading today comes from Luke 11, verses 1 through 13. Let us pray. God, you speak to us as we read Scripture. Send your Holy Spirit to open our ears, hearts, and minds, so that we may hear your message for us today. Amen. One day Jesus was praying in a certain place. When he finished, one of his disciples said to him, Lord, teach us to pray just as John taught his disciples. He said to them, When you pray, say, Father, hallowed be your name. Your kingdom come. Give us each day our daily bread. Forgive us our sins, for we also forgive everyone who sins against us, and lead us not into temptation. Then Jesus said to them, Suppose you have a friend, and you go to him at midnight and say, Friend, lend me three loaves of bread. A friend of mine on a journey has come to me. I have no food to offer him. And suppose the one inside answers, Don't bother me. The door is already locked to my children and I are in bed. I can't get up and give you anything. I tell you, even though he will not get up and give you the bread because of friendship, yet because of your shameless audacity, he will surely get up and give you as much as you need. So I say to you, ask, and it will be given to you. Seek, and you will find. Knock, and the door will be opened to you. For everyone who asks, receives. The one who seeks, finds, And the one who knocks, the door will be opened. Which of you fathers, if your son asks for a fish, will give him a snake instead? Or if he asks for an egg, will give him a scorpion? If you then, though you are evil, know how to give good gifts to your children, how much more will your Father in heaven give the Holy Spirit to those who ask him? This ends the reading. This is the word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. Thank you, Jerry. Let's pray. Holy Spirit, breathe in me and breathe in us that as we ponder together Scripture and our relationship with you, that you may draw us closer to you and reveal your likeness richly in us. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. So some time ago, we knew an old a, reti- a retired pastor, and the retired pastor was really into baking bread, so I should have been like excited and also a little bit like where I should have known what was coming. But this retired pastor invited uh, me and one of my other pastor friends uh, to his house uh, because he wanted to teach us how he baked bread. And I don't know what I thought I was getting myself into. Uh, I mean, maybe I thought that we were just going to go over and talk a little bit. He'd show us a recipe and talk through it a little bit, 30 minutes in and out, we're done. Well, I arrived and, uh, with my friend, and uh, we didn't know this guy that well, but he had the kitchen laid out in what would have seemed like a cooking show. Uh, immediately, uh, he says, all right, now this is where you start. And he has us measuring out our own uh, flour and uh, salt and yeast and water. And then starts, uh, we have to knead it by hand. And he shows us, this is how you knead it. And you turn like this, and then you turn like this, and then you turn like this. Uh, and then as soon as he says, all right, that's, that's good. That's how it's supposed to feel. 
field, and then he takes those bulls away, brings out other bulls that have uh, already risen dough in them, and says, all right, now, you'd have to wait an hour and a half for this, but this is how you're going to do the next step. And so uh, you take the the dough like this, and you get some flour on your hands, and you, you turn it like this, and this is how you cloak the dough, he says, and this is how you shape and form your loaf, and then you set it here, and you let it rise again, and then you put it in the oven. And this was, I mean, a process you can understand. And after that, we uh, got a little bit of a tour of the house and a little bit of a tour of the history of his life and a, a deep conversation about theology. Apparently, we pastors can go on a little bit once in a while. And thanks for not laughing too much there. And then he sends us home with a bowl of dough and uh, instructions to bake it and to get back with him about feedback and a recipe. Now, we got far more than we bargained for in that experience. And I think that sort of thing happens with us in lots of different ways, the good and the bad. We get more than we bargained for, more than we expected, more than we asked. And I think that's something that happens with the disciples in today's passage. Jesus has been praying, and the, one of the disciples says, Lord, Rabbi, teacher, Jesus, teach us to pray. Because John's, John has taught his disciples how to pray, teach us to pray. And now Jesus gives us what we know to be one version of what we call the Lord's Prayer, or the Our Father. The other is in Matthew 6, by the way. Uh, and then there's a fuller version in the, the first century writings of the apostles called the Didache. But before we can think more about the Lord's Prayer specifically, I want us to think about the frame Uh, about these disciples who ask, Jesus, teach us to pray. Origen is a second century Christian theologian and uh, ascetic. Uh, He seeks to follow and instruct others. Uh, He's ordained uh, not as a priest, but something slightly lower to that, a presbyter or a deacon. And uh, he, he writes almost sarcastically about these disciples. He says, could it possibly be that these young Jewish men uh, who have been brought up in their faith would not know the prayers of the Torah, and that they wouldn't know how to pray at all? And he seems to assume, surely they knew how to pray, but that they wanted a particular lesson in prayer from their particular rabbi under whom they were apprenticed so that they could be like him in every way possible. Now, this is a good thing, but I think we do assume, like Origen did, that uh, we all know how to pray. And maybe that's a fair assumption, but I'm not exactly sure that it is. And I've discovered this uh, kind of in an awkward way. When we have church meetings, I will often invite, does anyone want to pray? And I've never heard a room get quieter than at those times. And once in a while, I playfully uh, have this game uh, that I play that people catch on to once in a while. It says, does anyone want to pray? Nose goes. Just for test, do you want to try it? Does anyone want to pray? Oh, some of you are very quick on the learning there. So I invite people to pray, not because I'm trying to play a trick on them. 
if I thought that people didn't know how to pray, then it would be as though I had said, well, I know that you're going to bake five loaves of bread for next weekend. I'll watch you do it. And if I have no idea whether you know how to do this, then it's not very kind for me to ask you to do this. So we have assumed that we all know how to pray. But I'm not sure that's actually fair. And so I'm trying to evaluate how I can both ask and empower and not uh, make people feel entirely uncomfortable. I haven't figured it out yet, but we'll be on a journey together. But when we think about who we're seeking to be uh, by God's grace, we talk about being a church uh, who, val- uh, who are shaped by the values or marked with holiness, caring, graciousness, and equipping. So this sermon series is about equipping, about not trying to assume that we all know how to pray, but instead assuming whatever, wherever we are, we might learn something new that is helpful for our journey together. And so, incidentally, we've also launched a soft launch, a podcast that will be weekly through the season of Lent, and it's connected with our church website. You can search our church's name through your podcast app, and it's a brief monologue or dialogue, depending on the week, on something related to but different from our Sunday sermons. So that'll be a way that we're seeking to equip people to think about and practice prayer. There are also these two prayer groups uh, that are doing similar things, Tuesday nights on Zoom, and uh, you can contact the office for that link, or Thursdays at noon in person. So these are ways we're seeking to equip one another. We're seeking to participate with Jesus' answer to the disciples' question, teach us to pray. So they ask this question, and Jesus gives them the Lord's Prayer. And if you'd like more, uh, we talked about the Lord's Prayer with this children's book. If you'd like a book, there is uh, at least one book in the church library on the Lord's Prayer. Uh, So those are things that you can find as resources. We don't need a lot of explanation on that today. But instead, let's pray it with a little bit of slowness making space for God to work in the midst of it. Let's pray together. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread and forgive us our trespasses as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom and the power and the glory forever. Amen. Now the disciples asked, Rabbi, teach us to pray. And Jesus gives us this response. Uh, And maybe it was, I didn't know I was asking my friend, Dave, teach me to bake bread. Uh, And in both cases, they showed us steps. They gave us the recipe. And so maybe it is that we have the steps and the recipe. In your engagement, uh, she has a few options for how we might engage with this prayer and to uh, play with its steps. But I think my friend Dave gave me more than just the recipe. But it took me a while to realize this. And uh, I, I would get so 
frustrated with my mother, uh, which she knows. I tease her about it, and she's fine with this. But uh, I knew a little bit about bread baking when Dave invited me over, but I'd never gone through the whole process. Uh, But I had spent many, many times uh, as an adult uh, wrist deep in bowls of dough uh, with my phone on my shoulder saying, Mom, what's going on with this bread dough? I don't know, son. I'm four hours away and I'm at work. What are you doing? Uh, and I well, I'm, I wanted to make bread or rolls. And so uh, then she'd say, well, how does it feel? And I would say, like dough. And uh, she would say, well, does it feel dry or crumbly or sticky? And I'd say, yes. <laughs> and, wh- and then she would say, well... You just have to feel it. Uh, because I'd follow the steps all along. But we made, uh, I made dough for cinnamon rolls yesterday, and I realized that it was no longer about following the recipe and the steps or, or memorizing it so that I could repeat it every time. But that somehow Jesus was teaching us both a recipe and a feel. And so if, like in the Didache from the first century, these writings of the apostles, we pray the Lord's Prayer three times a day as they had instructed, and if that becomes our memorized recipe that we follow through which we connect with God, then that will be fruitful. Recipes are super useful, and when we follow them well, things normally turn out well. But... I think Jesus is also not only teaching us a recipe, but teaching us a feel for the dough of life. And so this prayer has everything in it to be a launching pad for our own prayers. Uh, it, It reminds us and helps us to praise God for being creator of all that is seen and unseen. It puts us in an orientation connected with God as one who is over all and in all. It has this petition, uh, God, make your name holy. Not because you and yourself are not holy, but because not everybody knows yet, and sometimes I don't live like it. And so there is this petition, God, guide me, lead me, and make me the way that your name is shown to be holy and good in the world. Indeed, he says, uh, pray asking that the kingdom of God will come on earth as in heaven because we recognize that it isn't always that way. And so we pray that we would be useful to God's work and mission in the world. And that ways in which we aren't, we may be changed in. We pray that God would give us all that we need, the, the super essential stuff in our lives. Which is a way of recognizing that many of our prayers are about God give us what we need. So Jesus makes space for that, and yet then says, and forgive us our trespasses. Help us to be a people who recognize our need for divine grace. Help us to be people who confess and who are transformed, and in our transformation, help us be a people who forgive others. There's this link between them. And then we pray, 
lead us. Lead us, God. And so this prayer becomes uh, the foundation or framework or recipe for all or at least most of our prayers. And it can be then the way that we get the feel for life with God. So the invitation and challenge this week uh, is to play with the recipe. And so it might be that you want to learn in a different language because some of the ways that other languages work help us to understand our own. Maybe it's about re-memorizing this prayer if it hasn't been something that is part of our tradition. Perhaps it's about journaling or taking the parts of the prayer and then letting them lead us into other prayers. But this week I invite and challenge us, let's pray this prayer as many times as we can throughout the week. Because in it, Jesus equips us to be a people who connect with God and enter into God's heart so that we might be transformed by God's grace. See, I think we get more than we bargained for. We asked for a recipe and we got so much more. But Jesus doesn't stop there, but instead continues uh, ever so briefly with three small metaphors uh, that show us not what to pray, but how to pray. And essentially, when we hear this uh, persistent friend who's knocking on the door saying, friend, give me some bread, we hear Jesus saying, pray with persistence. And when we hear Jesus say, knock and the door will be open to you and uh, surely God will respond, we hear Jesus saying, pray with boldness and intimacy and directness, uh, assured that God is responsive. And then when we hear him say, well, you fathers, you know that uh, even you won't give a snake to your child when they ask for bread, pray with a deep sense of trust and hope that God is supremely and only good. So this is a season in which we're seeking to practice prayer and equip one another for prayer because prayer becomes the way through which we find that God has made God's home in us and that we make our home in God. And so we see Jesus answering this question, teacher, teach us to pray. And in his answer, he equips us for what to pray, and how to pray. He equips us for entering into the heart of God uh, so that we might get the feel of God's presence in our lives. And when we get the feel, we find that there is beautiful fruit or production. Bread. Bread of life for others and for us. So may it be so. Amen. Thank you for listening. We hope you have found the topics mentioned today to be thought-provoking and meaningful. For more information about our church, ministries, and upcoming events, check out our website at carneyfirstumc.org. If you'd like to join us on Sunday in person or on live stream, our traditional services are at 8.15 and 11 a.m. and our modern service is at 9.30 a.m. We look forward to seeing you next week. And until then, go in peace and may God bless you.